0: This is an email letter which will land in your inbox on Fridays sharing five of my favourite cultural or creative discoveries of the week. You'll find all that on lexonthedex.substack.com. Thank you and I hope you enjoy this episode of Hot Girls. And welcome to Hot Girls with me, Lex, on the decks. This is the show where we explore the mechanics of the music industry through intimate conversations on creativity and biography episodes, exploring the lives of iconic artists. This week, I'm looking at an artist whose breakthrough album landed her a Grammy and a world tour alongside U2. An artist who's worked with Timberland, Salam Remy, and Pharrell Williams, and who writes 99% of her own songs. With huge accolades to her name, the thing I wanted to understand by looking at Nelly Furtado Is how she's morphed and transformed so much throughout her career. With an unconventional sound and a consistent gravitational pull towards worldly sounds, which are quite hard to really describe, Nelly surprised many with the scale of her success. Now, 15 years after the release of I'm Like a Bird, this is a lesson in an artist's evolution by Nelly Furtado.
2: Ladies, listen up. You're listening to Hot Girls. With Lex on the deck we in the mix is fire it's going we are fire from london for the world
1: let's go in
0: on the 2nd of december 1978 antonio a stonemason and maria Manuela, a hotel maid welcomed a baby girl into the world one of three children this little baby was named nelly nelly began singing and performing at 4 and adopted the trombone as her instrument of choice She joined a marching band at school and found her space. As a child, she was focused and hardworking and a natural performer. She credits her family, her mother in particular, as instilling a focused and consistent work ethic in her when she was young. Having set her sights on performing, she left her hometown of Victoria in Canada, aged 16, to move to Toronto, where her older sister had settled. Once there, Nelly joined a three-piece trip-hop band called Nelstar. And that name, Nellstar, will come up later in this episode, as that was also what Nellie named the record label she went on to found independently much later on in her career. Despite the excitement of being in a young group and gaining the attention of some labels, Nellie felt something about it wasn't right for her. So she decided to leave that group and move back home for a bit. Her mum, who was working as a chambermaid in a hotel, hired Nellie to work for her as a cleaner. Nellie saved up her money during this period when she was 17 or 18, and spent it on creative writing courses. She had a clear intention to improve her songwriting ability. During the period of time she'd been in Toronto, she'd formed some relationships with some other musicians and writers. And so by 1999, age 20, Nelly got a response to a demo tape she'd created from the record label DreamWorks. They signed her at a time when the vast majority of her debut album, Whoa Nelly, had been written. This album was released in 2000. And despite having a slow start, as the label struggled to convince radio stations of its ability to resonate with pop audiences and commercial audiences, when the song I'm Like a Bird came out, the single went into the top 10, and it had a halo effect on Nelly Furtado's music. The follow-up single, Turn Off the Light, pushed her further into the spotlight, and by 2002, Two years after the initial release, Nelly Furtado was headlining her first tour and was nominated for four Grammy Awards, including the award for New Artist and Song of the Year.
2: All my wildest dreams came true so young. I thought, okay, i met the Grammys with my mother. I'm 22. And now what? <laughs> it's It sounds like a stupid problem to have or a good problem worries? to have. Yeah, it's interesting because again, all my dreams came true. I always knew I would be doing this. I always knew.
0: Um. huge achievement for a young artist and an artist who hadn't created music with the expectation that it would land that kind of success she just created what she liked and what interested her her second studio album Folklore was released by Geffen Records in 2003 Geffen had acquired DreamWorks that year and Nelly was absorbed by the label Folklore featured the absolutely beautiful song Try amongst others it didn't perform critically as well as her debut had, but it solidified Nelly's presence in pop culture and radio. Another notable track from that album was Powerless, which is the one that goes, Because this life is too short to live it just for you. Resonating?
2: I like writing more than performing. Really? Yeah, I do, truly. Yeah. Really? Yes. So if they said you could only do one thing, you would write? Yeah. I would,
1: actually. <laughs> yeah, I would,
2: yeah. Not that I don't like performing. and It's fun, but I don't know. Something happens when you write. Like I said, like, I, I'm able to understand myself better when I write a song.
0: As you heard there, Nelly describes herself first and foremost as a songwriter, and a prolific one. She said that writing is her way of processing emotions and experiences, and so she writes constantly as and when she feels things. However, for her third album, she switched gears and went down a different lane with a new collaborator, Timberland.
2: I have to say that it's sweeter the third time around. When I first started, I had a lot of great things happen to me very quickly where I almost felt unworthy because I'd just begun. You know, I was like, wow, I won a Grammy in the first year. I opened for U2. I'd been in all sorts of magazines. Um, I played on all sorts of television shows. So... I think it was like a whirlwind in the beginning, but now that I'm three albums deep and I'm a lot more mature, I'm a mother, You know, I'm a lot more grounded as an individual. So now all the success of this new album and the radio attention and the fan response is just exciting for me. It's like mutual enthusiasm because I'm so enthusiastic about this album. So it's so nice to get that in return. And it feels like a whole new career in a way because this new album, through this recording process, I realized that I really do want to do this my whole life.
0: It was this third album which really established her as one of the biggest and best-selling artists in the world. When it came out, I was interested in Timberland's decision to work with her. This producer, who was behind some of the biggest songs released by Jay-Z, Missy Elliott, Ludacris, and Aaliyah, deciding to work with an artist who was more kind of indie and international and perhaps less of an obvious fit in Timberland's predominantly hip-hop world.
1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. In
0: 2005, Nelly was introduced to Pharrell Williams of NERD in the Neptunes. The pair did some writing and creating together, and Pharrell shouted her out with the lyric, Flying like a bird, like Nelly Furtado. <laughs> It was often through sessions like this and actually working with people that Nelly Furtado built her relationships and kind of following within the industry. So for the album, which became Loose, Nelly actually recorded around 40 tracks plus, but ultimately found the work that she'd done with Timbaland and the sonics of that brought together a sequence of songs that flowed in a kind of unique and brilliant way. And that was a decision they made to go with those tracks. And I think... Having heard her talk about the way that she creates and the way that Timbaland creates, they both have this real connection in the way they experiment with noise. So they don't just think of traditional instruments to work with. They just think of a million different things that might create different sounds and play around with all these different elements to create sonics that they want. They're both very experimental. So that album, Loose, which included Nelly's biggest selling singles, Promiscuous and Manita, and my fave, Say It Right, performed above average. As well as in the States, the album went to number one in Germany, Switzerland, Canada, and New Zealand. It went platinum multi-times over in 13 countries, and it solidified Nelly as a chart-topping superstar. One thing I find interesting about this point in Nelly Furtado's career is that it really is when she became that kind of perfect pop star. The music was so brilliant, and it brought together the world sounds she'd honed at the start. But with Timberland's kind of alternative hip-hop lens, they made something both original and catchy, but also radio, which is really hard to do. But then she also became a star really in the way she dressed, the way she presented herself. She was super slim and toned. For the Manny to music video, she rehearsed for five days straight and her feet got so sore from dancing in heels that by the end she had to soak them in ice to be able to fit back in regular shoes. You know, if it was today, she would have had a perfect social media campaign. It's like all the elements of an A-list pop artist really had come together at this point in time. And she was huge. This was 2006, 2009. And Nelly said she was hugely influenced by Madonna's album, Ray of Light, when she was creating Loose, which similarly was pop, but also kind of stood in a lane of its own. While she was having all the success, there was, of course, um, still quite a lot of controversy surrounding that. And a lot of people said that she was selling out. Um, she got slut shame quite a lot. People saying that her kind of raunchiness in Maneater and Promiscuous was a part of selling out and a part of trying to commercialize herself. And I find that just so irritating and ridiculous. <laughs> this is my things that piss me off part of the episode because. Manita and Promiscuous are these really confident, really playful songs. And she's an artist. And I think what she did was committed to delivering the full world of what she created in a song and tapping into those different sides of yourself. And it's funny how people don't like that. They just want you to be a bit more one dimensional. Regardless of the negative naysayers that exist, the album was hugely successful, as I said. And rather than try and repeat that success for her next project, Nelly actually decided to create and release a Spanish album. And this was when she launched her own record label to allow it to come out and release it independently, as it lived in a different world to that of Loose. After that, she Nelly released a greatest hits album in 2010, 10 years after Like a Bird was originally released. And again, I just want to take a moment to think about that decision that she made to release a Spanish album rather than just releasing another version of Loose or working with another hip hop producer, which might have been a more obvious route or the kind of route that um, a big label might have been pushing us to go down?
2: Yeah, there were moments when I questioned the music business and thought, oh, I don't know if it's worth it and all of this. But now I really see myself performing into well into my 70s. You know, I think as long as you change your style of music and you keep people interested, you can always have a career. I did a duet recently with Michael Buble, the jazz singer. And in that session, I learned that if I wanted to foray into a different genre than pop music, I could at least try that. And I would like to do that. After
0: one more album titled The Spirit Indestructible, Nelly decided to take a five-year break from music. She went through what she describes as a breakup with a key long-term business partner, which she found very traumatic and emotional, as well as it being quite complex. As well as that, she felt like her career had become more of a consistent performance than an expression of art. And she seemed to have this need to go back into herself and tap back into the roots of her creativity. She worked in a record shop and collaborated with various creatives and writers to find her rhythm again. Her comeback album was also released independently under Nell Star, her label, and it was called The Ride. It didn't really perform commercially, not anything like her previous work, but I think that's semi-inevitable given she didn't have the support of a big label. It was also nearly entirely produced by Nelly in collaboration with John Congleton, who had produced Broken Strings, a huge duet she had with uh, James Morrison almost a decade earlier. Interestingly, on her socials now, they're focusing completely on the re-release of her two most successful albums, Woe Nelly and Loose. I think it's interesting that despite having done all this work and all this kind of alternative creative stuff, those two albums which performed so remarkably well commercially, there's still probably this business angle of let's focus on them from a marketing point of view because, well, money buys you freedom.
2: For me, I just love changing and I really felt like I hadn't given my fans the full Nelly Furtado urban experience. I was trying a bunch of new things. You know, I was in the studio and we cut this one track called
0: Glow and I really wanted it to be fresh. So what are my key lessons from Nelly Furtado? Well, the first is to run towards change, not away from it. To allow yourself to be interested in different corners of the world and understand the different roles you can play within it. Hand in hand with that, though, is unfortunately you can't expect people to always go with you as you change. Some people just want one version of you. Second is to embrace all the many influencers who've inspired you to create a sound which is genuinely unique and yours to own. Nelly Furtado, you write some of the most remarkable, catchy, Interesting songs of any artist alive today. Thank you. And thanks to you guys for listening and have a great week. What up, Lex? <laughs> we'll we keep our eyes on the prize if no surprise. Good women we're destined to rise. Yeah. Inspiring, celebrating, uplifting the new generation. Oh, the some day. hot girls, we you know the vibe. Yeah. All the hot girls come alive. All the hot girls, we you know the vibe. All my hot girls come alive. Okay.